What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, February 19th, 29th. No, 2020. I'm off my game. There's what breaking news. There? What's going There's on? There's breaking news. Yeah, there and is? So I didn't have, I was reading the breaking news, but so I didn't have the document open. Like breaking like just now? Exactly. Yeah, moments? yeah, exactly. Wow. It's All number right. one. It's, it's a big one, too, I think, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. But it's a... It's you want to just start it here, ladies and gentlemen. We have breaking news. My name's Greg Miller. That, of course, the rogue one at Gary Widow. Yeah, I mean, you had to look at your watch to know it was. Well, I just a wasn't Wednesday. there. I, I'm well, here. I, that's that's. Well, no, I needed the date Wednesday. date. That's why What's I had the, the Wednesday night, ladies February and gentlemen. 19th. From the PlayStation blog, they have updated their PlayStation at PAX East. Play, you remember this? PlayStation at PAX East. Play The Last of Us Part Two, Final Fantasy VII Remake, more. This was posted on February thirteenth. A mere six days ago. Thank yeah, you, Apple Watch. I, I saw that floating around. Update. Okay. Today, Sony Interactive Entertainment made the decision to cancel its participation at PAX East in Boston this year due to increasing concerns related to COVID. Is that what you call it? COVID-19. No, exactly. Also now, yeah. known as the coronavirus. Ah. We felt this was the safest option as the situation is changing daily. We are disappointed to cancel our participation in this event, but the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern. Would wow. they, yeah, I mean, they presumably would have people coming over from uh, Asia. Well, it's not even that. I think as much as people are traveling from all over the country slash well, that, world I mean, to come to PAX. I mean, conventions are, and I believe there was even like a Tom Clancy book that 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 used this concept. That convent there was a, I think it was Rainbow the the novel Rainbow Six sure. that ended up you know spawning There's a lot of, of games, those, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The division was the dollar flu. Yeah, but that wasn't that. I mean, that just has Clancy's name on it. All that shit was came up. They came up with after, long after he died. But Tom Clancy wrote a novel called Rain. Did he yes. die of coronavirus? The late Tom Clancy wrote a book called Rainbow Six, which spawned mm -hmm. the series of games. And in that book, there was a terrorist group yeah. who were trying to spread a deadly virus around the United States and around the world. And the way that they did it was um, uh, planting uh, little aerosol uh, you know, dispensers, yeah, canisters, yeah, yeah. whatever, Those at various trade conventions and things around the world sure. because people come from all over the then world. Then they go home. And then they go home and they yeah. spread it. So, yeah. That's in general why. I can why. understand why conventions and airports, anywhere, exactly. where, anywhere where people from far and wide are congregating, yeah. that's obviously a vector for... Uh, um, uh, the spread of a virus. So I can yeah. understand the concern. This is... Uh Wow. I think we've talked in hypotheticals so much about you, coronavirus let and me ask like you this. production values. Yeah, I don't want to be too values, skeptical, sure. although I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, it sounds like Gary Wade is about to put on it's his... A con his it's a convenient out if you had another reason you wanted to get out of PAX. What do you think do you, their other reason was? I don't know. It could be any number of reasons. But it's too nice. cold? It's a nice thing to have, isn't it? Sure. It's like when you say, oh, I have a family emergency, if you need to get out of something. No one questions it. No sure. one says, but, but what kind of family emergency? Fucking give me the they doctor's They just go, oh, 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 okay, family emergency. Sure, well, That's sure, a great sure. way to get out of things. Yeah. Um, I don't buy it. I, I totally agree with you that, yeah, you can totally pin this on anything, but, like, the cost was lost. Tickets were bought. The booth space was right, paid for. Right, like, right. Not so to mention, it was a even think of it this way, like, how much goodwill and publicity has PlayStation gotten of, hey, we're bringing The Last of Us Part Two for the consumers to play. Right. This is going to be its first right. public outing, first outing since the event that I played at that, right? Now, kind of funny.com slash wrong. I'm sure there's some trade show maybe they've shown that. But definitely, when I played it, that demo was ready to go, and that was, what, six months ago, seven months ago? To have that, I don't think that, that Last of Us Part Two demo is not ready, so that would be your biggest thing, right? Outside, because they just... Interestingly, it's just interesting, posted this as an update to the article. But when you look through it, they're originally going to have these games, right? 
to give you an idea of how big their booth is as well, I think. Below, Cloudpunk, Doom Eternal, Dreams, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Genshin Impact, Gorn, Haven, The Last of Us Part Two, Marvel's Iron Man uh, VR, MLB The Show 20, Mosaic, Moving Out, Neo 2, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows. Wait, One Punch Man game? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I didn't know about well, that. You're not going to get to play it now. Paper Beast, Persona 5 Royal, Pixel Rip 1995, Predator Hunting Grounds, Remnant from the Ashes, The Room VR, A Dark Matter, uh, Space Channel 5, uh, Spelunky 2, Trials of Space Mana. Space Channel 5's coming back? Yeah, it's a P- PlayStation VR. Ooh. Not going to get to play it now. I like all of this. And then uh, Army, Zombie Army 4. So, I mean, like, this wasn't a small booth. This was going to be lots of games. Zombie it, Army 4 is already out. Well, so is, uh, so is uh, Dreams. Like, you know how it is. They put I stuff guess. out there to get you to touch it and play it. That's a good lineup. That's Sony a great has, lineup. Sony in, has a strong lineup. In the, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the main bullet point coming out of this for so many people is going to be, oh, man, I really want to play Last of Us Part 2. Right. I think you cannot, as you just we just read through that, you cannot... Uh, underplay what a backbreaker this is for the indies and smaller games, right? Like Pixel Rip 1995, right? Yeah, Below Last of Us 2 that. doesn't need any help, yeah. right? That's going to be a big People seller. finally getting their chance probably to play Iron Man VR if they haven't played it before. That's a bummer if you're a smaller out. indie developer right. and you were relying on or ho- you know, placing expectations on getting some exposure at the Sony booth. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, oh, so- now, uh, Here's my m- more question. Do, do you think... And again, like you said, a family emergency, right? PlayStation wants to take care of everybody. I understand. Whatever. Do you think this is a knee-jerk reaction? Do you think this is too much? Do you think coronavirus and the threat of coronavirus is so bad at this point? I think that's. I think a company the size of Sony doesn't make a decision uh, like this lightly. I think that they've, you know, had a lot of discussion about it and decided that this is for the best. And I, I support that. Better 100%. to be safe than sorry. Yeah. The interesting thing is, we're not at a point yet. Like Sony is a big. A company, but it's one individual company pulling out of a convention. We're not seeing; it's not like we're seeing a run on PAX where like everyone's saying, "Oh, we better not go to PAX," and PAX is kind of falling apart. PAX is going to go ahead, and and so the the possible and we all talk about PAX pox and PAX flu. Totally, and people get sick after PAX because everyone sits on those disgusting uh, bean uh, bags. Bean bags that are yeah, like uh, yeah. petri dishes. They, well, it's not even that. They play the games, a million different controllers, then they get a piece of pizza right? and they eat it with their right? hands. Right, right. They eat french fries me, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not even like a germaphobe kind I of guy. You're making me not want to go. You can't do what that, are we guys. supposed to do? Do not what go. I do. Stay Wash home. your hands before you eat or use the napkin as a glove. That, that means, Stay home. That means I have to wait longer to get the buy pizza a gallon. Me. I know, but it'll cool down. Buy a gallon tub of hand sanitizer. Wrap yourself in cling wrap. Here's and what just I'm gonna say too. Stay at home. Here's what I'm gonna say. I don't. Bu- I don't buy the hand sanitizer. I don't deal with it because I don't want the false sense of confidence. Maybe I didn't get it everywhere on my hand. Maybe I've left little microbe over here. I want the soap and water. I want under there. I want a good lather. I want yeah, that. Just wash your hands. I'm such a germaphobe at conventions, everybody. This is a TMI for the heads up. Such a germaphobe, I'll have you know, that when I have to go pee at a convention, you, most times I'll walk in, wash my hands first, then touch my dick and pee, then wash my hands again. All right. Wait a minute. Because I don't know what's been happening on all y'all, y'all's hands, and I shake hands. Not always, no. Huh. Sometimes I go for days without washing my dick. You know. Why is it important? Oh, that you, mean, why is it different. important that you wash your hands before you touch your dick? What if I have? Is your dick like I, really I, filthy or something? I've been sh- no. I've been shaking people's hands. I've been doing this. What if somebody's put some kind of weird microbe skin condition on? Oh, you know and, and I mean? you don't want that widening up on your dick. No, no. I don't okay. mind. I, tomorrow, I wake up. Some kind of weird skin things eating away my hands. No big deal. I wake up tomorrow. Some weird skin things eating away my dick. I got a problem. You understand? And that's why PlayStation is pulling out of PAX East. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, 
be part of the show. Patreon.com slash games with your questions, comments, concerns, your squad up requests, and so much more. Remember, over on Patreon.com slash games, you can get every episode of the show ad-free along with the exclusive post-show. You can also watch this recorded live on Twitch.tv slash games. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to KindOfFunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you damn i still have the playstation thing open i'm not ready for anything uh oh this is a good one changing subjects from uh, horrible things eating away your hands and playstation coming out of e3 uh we're giving away knights and bikes on switch today copies of that we have multiple oh. copies of knights and bikes one of my uh favorite games of last year uh on the switch you can today when the kind of funny vids twitter account tweets about this episode with the link it'll also mention the knights and bikes giveaway you retweet that make sure you're following kind of funny vids we will pick at random uh, a bunch of winners and tomorrow we'll announce them on the show for now, though, thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis, David Mindtel, Mind Mohammed Mohammed, the nanobiologist, Frank Furter, Blackjack, Patrick Higgins, Travis Gaikowski, Drew Garnier-Frutis, Dominic Shorter, uh, Ginny Burnt, uh, Joseph Solar, and Katie Gallagher. Today we're brought to you by Hymns and Quip, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report, but you can count it as five because you got the bonus one. Oh, Baker's! Were you mid? Were you mid eating something there when I when I did the original one? Because there was a beat there. I noticed. No, I just thought it'd be fun to give it a little beat there. Can it was. I put you I on your it. toes, like whoa. I like it. I like what you did there. I did you too. <laughs> uh, already coming in from you're wrong. Just to get it all done here, I'll let you know. Uh, Borders and zero zero says the public has never been given the chance to play Last of Us Part Two, and then and I, yeah, okay, and then uh, Aiden from Edmonton says Gary. The Tom Clancy novel you're thinking of is Executive Orders. Not oh, Rainbow that's Six. right, Executive Orders. But in Rainbow Six. They have an even bigger plan to uh, spread a de- deadly virus by um, putting it at the Olympics, and oh. they put the virus into the um, like the misters, you know, the, yeah, the oh, athletes' yeah, yeah, totally. pool. Because yeah, yeah. that's an even bigger idea. Is that athletes come from all over the world to compete at the Olympics in a contained area. They infect them all, and then they all go home and get sick. And like their plan, like they're, they're in Rainbow Six, they're like eco terrorists, and they basically want to wipe out like almost the entire fucking population of the world. And leave only a few, you know, Greenpeace kind of guys left to kind of, you know, fix the planet, I guess. It was dumb. Do they have an antidote? Um, yeah, I love. I, 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 think, I, think they, I think they just shoot everybody before. I think the antidote is bullets, basically. <laughs> the Rainbow <laughs> Six guys just kick the doors down and shoot them all before no, they I get to the do it. No, I meant the bad guys. Like, do they have a way to Oh, yeah, they, they, they have a way. Cause they they created uh, the virus. So they, they created it all in a lab, so they have a way of they're making sure inoculated, they're inoculated, right? Yeah, 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 they're immune. Inoculated? Uh, Whatever you want to call it. Is that right, though? Inoculated, yeah. yeah. I love no, that, that word. Right. I don't use it ever. You sounds know what I mean? Wrong. Yeah. Inoculation. Yeah. Uh, Charles J. wants to continue. Before we get into the number one here, we're going to go to the number zero, the prime. You know what I mean? We didn't know what was going to happen. The b- breaking news here about PlayStation. Charles J. says this, Gary. Uh, sorry to put a question here, but re-breaking news. PlayStation not attending packs. Do you see Sony getting the Last of Us Part Two demo made ready for consumer systems to make up for this? Yes, it'll cost money and resources, but it could give them a lot of good buzz. The answer, Charles, is no. Why do they need a demo for that game? That they game's going to sell millions of copies. Of is that course. Buzz? Buzz? Well, that, he's, saying good buzz? Will buzz. he's saying goodwill buzz. You know what I mean? Do the right thing kind of thing. 
But the problem is that everybody would do the wrong th thing, as we've seen time and time again, Gary. They give you a demo for something in a game, and then everybody goes in with their hacking skills into the back end and finds all the cutscene names. And like, oh, guess who's going to die in this? Yeah, thing? there's I no this reason. There's no luck. reason. To, if I was Sony, I would not put out a demo for that game. There's no reason to. Let alone that the fact that you figure. And yeah, I'm right on this one. Kind of funny.com slash wrong if I'm wrong, but we weren't allowed to do direct feed when we went to play The Last of Us, right? So it's only the B roll that's been poured over and approved and is the most perfect version of that demo that you'd ever see of it. So if you were to put it out for everybody to play on their consoles, suddenly everybody's capturing every little flaw, every little bug they see, talking about how bad The Last of Us Part Two runs. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you, you would have just. Need, you know, who needs it? If there wasn't any kind of. If there was no bacterial infections in the world and you were able to go to PAX East and play this, you would play it, leave, and talk about how awesome it was. It's like that old Jimmy Fallon joke when he said, oh, today's National French Fries, uh, National French Fries Day. Hopefully this will help really get the word out about French fries. <laughs> like you know, like The Last of Us does not need any help. No, it yeah. does not need a demo. I agree. Last of Us Part Two. What's that? Maybe I should check out a demo. Come on. You already played the demo. Is. You played the demo multiple years ago with Last of Us Part yeah, One, and basically. you know what it's all about now. Hey, you know what they should make you be good though at PAX? Go play it. Uh, play a simulation of like a, a deadly virus that's going around the world. Also, come yeah. on, get a real virus. Sure. Then you're all set. Spread for that it. around. You know what it's going to be. Yeah, right? it's like an ARG. Gary, we got we got so into the fa the the fast lane here with the news today. I didn't get, how are you doing? What's news? I'm good. I'm how fine. How much do you weigh now? You, we need the update on that too. Oh yeah, I lost three. I lost three more pounds, so I'm down twenty one point two pounds. No no complaints. Doing well. I had uh, a lovely steak and uh, cream spinach last night for dinner. Enjoyed mm -hmm. it thoroughly. It's all on my all on my plan. Yeah, it's good. Okay, I'm happy. Good. I'm losing the weight. Feeling yeah. good about it. All right. You ready to get some under two, again? Under two hundred is the goal. Okay, where are we at now? Two thirty-one. Okay, you got yeah. this, Gary. We're yeah. proud of you. We got you. Got yeah. this. Okay, yeah, I'm already more than a third of the way there. Did you run here? No, I'm not doing any exercise at all. Oh, okay, Fuck okay. that. <laughs> I will start doing. The problem with me is when you're too heavy, exercise is really hard because you're carrying around all this extra sure. weight. Yeah, yeah. As the weight comes off and it's easier for me to like move around, I'll do more. I've got ring fit at home waiting for me. Gotcha. I've got to get back into badminton, but my ankle is still not right. Are you gonna play in the kind of funny basketball pay per view? No, I can't pause. That's how I fucked my ankle in the first place was playing yeah. basketball. Okay. Went up for a jump shot. No. No. I can't I can't ever play basketball again. I'm done. What, what do we have the world of basketball mourns. What if we have it so you don't run? All you have to do is stand stationary when we throw you the no, ball. No, let's put him on let's just put him on the commentary station or put him on the sideline reporter. Yeah, or yeah, put, yeah, put me on the no, put me on the in the booth. He's gonna do the same thing he did last time where he comes in and he's like, Well, you know, I gotta leave in thirty minutes, so What have I ever done that? <laughs> no, literally, literally last, last pay per view, remember? Pay -per -view we did. Remember when we did the wrestling pay-per-view and you popped in? I didn't in even come in. No, I didn't even come in for you that. Did. No, you did. You, you did. did. You walked in. You said, how long do you need me? And I was like, oh, it's going to be a lot of hours. Oh, <laughs> you're like, right. I can't yeah. do that. Well, you got to tell me what. You got to tell me I what told I'm, you it was a big I'm thing. I'm a professional. You got to tell me, like, what is required. Number one on the Roper Report. Technically number two, I guess. Smash Brothers. We have some news for you, Smash Brothers fans. I don't know. Smash Brothers? We have some news for you, Smash Brothers. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't come up with a headline. It's basically an update. Uh, uh, Nibel on Twitter was pointing us to Push Destin, who had a translation of a Famitsu column that has been leaked talking about the future of Smash Brothers. Uh, this is uh, a column that is talking to uh, Sakurai, uh, and it reads like this. So just the bullet points of it. Six additional fighters are being made for Smash Ultimate. After that, there are no other plans, so Smash Ultimate is almost finished. So this will be the last six. After that, the roster for Ultimate. According to that, complete. according to this Famitsu column, yeah, that's been translated. Uh, Nintendo decided the characters for the D DLC. Uh, Sakurai did not. Uh, while working on Smash Brothers Ultimate, Sakurai uh, can't work on anything else. It's coming to a point where Zach Sakurai uh, won't be able to direct any new game idea. But 
Sakurai is okay with that. Sakurai wants to keep working to make other people happy. Uh, Sakurai and Nintendo aren't planning any future entries in Smash series right now, so he doesn't know what will happen. Uh, adding content to this game, little by little, extends Smash Ultimate's life, so Sakurai uh, plans to give his all for the last six fighters. So, of course, the, the, the question is, who do you want out of that last six? What's, what's on your wish list? Get Master Chief in there. Master Chief? Come on. Did you ever see that? I guess yeah, why not? you totally could. Banjo's in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you, got, you got Snake in there. Not the exact same, but, you know, you got Snake in there. Yeah. Do this. Do your partnership with Xbox. Do all that stuff. The, I, what do, you, do you have people burning on your Smash roster? I'm not that big of a Smash dude. I'm not. I tried to. I, every, for the last few generations, I've tried to get into it. Ultimate, I gave it a good go. Yeah. Um, I, it's just not my cup of tea. I, 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 I love it. I love that it's a thing. Um, I love that there's such a competitive scene around it. and It's a big deal. And everyone here in the office loves it. Um, but I'm not good enough at it to in- enjoy playing it. Sure. Um, but I think it's a great thing, and I know I have to think about who I'd want to see. Every now and again, you know, you see just on Twitter or whatever, sometimes, oh, you put this character in Smash Bros. Oh, yeah, that would be great. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you know, six more characters. Yeah. Uh, Master Chief's a good call, actually. I mean, why not? Yeah, get him in there. Have who some else fun. Is, who, who else is missing? Nathan Drake? No, they won't do that. They no, wouldn't do no, that? No, no PlayStation. They're not working close. Oh, no, there. they would never do PlayStation. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No crowd. Uh, an antibiologist like calls out, and you're wrong. To clarify the Zachariah statement, he said this during Smash 4 and during the Ultimate Fighter Pass. The comment isn't anything new. Yeah, that's the thing that goes around, obviously. Every Smash Brothers he talks about is his last. However, he's also been very uh, upfront, I think, with Smash Brothers Ultimate about how grueling this has been and how this is, uh, you know, to what? We're, re- we're reading into a translated interview through bullet points from somebody else, right? But reading into what he's talking about, right, where he can't work on anything else, it's coming to a point where he won't be able to direct any new game idea. I think there is a real thread to that of, like, how much more Smash Brothers does he want to do? When this is all that dominates uh, your career for so many years right now, right? Because you figure, what, he worked on, so going off of Wikipedia, right? Just, just starting with Smash, right? Uh, Super Smash Brothers in 1999, he w- worked on as a director, right? 2001, Super Smash Brothers Melee director. And then his games go like this. Smash Brothers Melee, Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. Uh, he gets a special thanks in Fire Emblem, The Binding Blade. Kirby Air Ride. Kirby and Amazing Mirror, he's a special advisor. Then it's uh, Medios, uh, Mushi King, the King of Beatles, whatever the hell that was. And then Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Kid in, in 2008, Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Kid Icarus Uprising in 2012. 2014, uh, Super Smash Brothers for 3DS and Wii U. 2018, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So really what, since 2008, this has been his life? Not including Kid Icarus as a side uh, genre there for him to go do something. I think, not. I think, the, even as an outsider and talking so much with Tim about Smash, I don't know where Smash Brothers goes from here. Like this is Smash Brothers Ultimate. Every character is in the game. They added all this content. They're adding all these more people. What do you really do with that? Like, and I, I know that you could make this argument for most games every time, right? Well, it's the latest iteration of an ongoing series of an IP, so it is the ultimate, right? Uncharted 4 is the ultimate Uncharted 4. They've, they're accomplishing everything they want to do. But I think there is something to this being his ultimate Smash Brothers, that where does he go? He's at the top of the mountain now, and does he have it in him to somehow up this, which is this giant bevy buffet of content? Who knows? It's too early to say, isn't it? We're still like right in the middle of, of Smash Ultimate. Sure, which it's is life cr- crazy to say. Um, but look, I'll, I'll, I'll make this prediction with some confidence. This won't be the last Super Smash Brothers game. 100%. Right? I agree with you 100%. I think that... I, I do think it's... Uh, 
I think for real. I know again he says it all the time, but I think this is Sakurai's last. I think it's his last. Maybe Super so. Smash Bros. Game and that and and, and that obviously because he's been like the godfather of, the, of that game. Yeah. Um. That that would give it the sense of an ending, right? We feel like okay, that's the end of that natural thing. Yeah. Like I think they were talking about the Uncharted Five the other day, but it would be like a different studio. Yeah. The rumor has been that there's and this is rumor rumor that Sony uh, San Diego has a team that might be working on an Uncharted that Naughty Dog is consulting on, but it's not right. theirs. So, so, you know, Uncharted 4, which was very much meant to be the end of the story. End of Drake's. Yeah, they were very clear. It's the end of Drake's also, story. But also the end of Naughty Dog's story. Arguably. So that feels like a natural kind of, you can call that an end, even though the, the series will continue. Look, again, it's, all, it's always an economic imperative. It's, as, as long as Smash Brothers or Uncharted is a way to make money, they will continue to do it. They, yeah. will, they will only stop when there's no, no longer any money. To and that's made. the thing about it where I think, I think Smash Brothers Ultimate is going to be the ultimate Smash Brothers for quite some time. I think that it will ride out, obviously, the rest of the Switch's lifestyle. Life cycle, I'm sorry. Do you think there would be one, whatever the next Switch 2 or Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it, whatever the next generation of, next true generation mean, of N- Nintendo hardware is, do you think there would be a Smash in that generation? I think there will, but I think it's more likely you get a port of this at the beginning of it. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Deluxe. Yeah, right. I don't even know what you call it. Whatever. Why not? Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Switch Two Edition or whatever. Whatever right. you call it. If, right. If it's not backwards compatible, because I think so much time, so much love, and so much care has gone into this game that you want to ride that as long as possible. Right. I would think deep into the life cycle, and we're totally in hypotheticals and out on a limb here. Uh, of whatever the next true Nintendo hardware is, you'd see a new Smash Brothers with a new director. And I think Tim said it before, and I think it's a really smart move to go all the way back. And when you restart this, rather than try to get every character in the world there, have a limited roster. Have like the original N64 roster in there. And be like, this is what it is. This is where we're starting from. This is what the game's going to be. So it's like a complete reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess I kind of feel like after the getting used to a point where, where like, Super Smash Brothers is kind of defined by the fact that there's this insane massive roster. Yeah. But to go all the way back to like bare essentials, I don't know how the audience would react. But that would that. be the argument. Like you already have that. You still have Ultimate. Ultimate's there. It, like Ultimate is, <laughs> is Ultimate. It is the Ultimate Edition. It is the Ultimate version of Smash Brothers. We're never going to be able to beat that. So that is what it is. And now we're giving you new Super Smash Brothers and whatever that means, whatever that looks like, whatever. Right. There's an argument. I'm yeah. with you, of course. But it's and, like you might sit there and go, well, Sure, but they're going to piss off the audience and they get alienated people, yada, yada, yada. Like, Nintendo, while a big corporation, does do different things with their IP, right? Like, you can t- sit here and be like, well, yeah, they make Mario over and over again. Yeah, but, like, Mario games are not all the same. They've, they've reinvented Mario several different times, right? Yeah. To the point that now it's like, well, what kind of Mario are we getting? Are we getting a 2D new Super Mario Brothers? Are we getting a 3D run around the world, do stuff like Sunshine yeah, Mario? Yeah, like a like, weird Paper Mario kind of you know, sideways yeah, exactly, move. exactly. There's all kinds of cool stuff. There's enough room for them to keep giving you, and again, re, you know, on their next whatever system, give you Ultimate again, maybe with a bell and whistle, maybe not. Maybe it's just like Mario Kart Deluxe where it's just like, hey, here it is. Be happy with it. And then here we go. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think probably more than any other Nintendo franchise, now you mention it, it is the one that feels the most ultimate-y. Yep. Like, I can, I, I, I'm totally willing to believe that the next Zelda, the next Mario, the next Mario Kart, the next whatever, will do something new and take it to another level. But super, when you look at Ultimate, it does kind of feel like it's hit a ceiling. Like, where do you, like, how do you ultimate that? Exactly. And so maybe the solution is to, you know, kind of where they got with... Um, uh, with Call of Duty, they kind of felt like we've hit we hit some kind of ceiling. Like, sure. we, what do we do? Well, we go back to the beginning and start over. You know, World War Two, modern warfare. Yeah. Number two, more Nintendo news for you. Animal Crossing. 
is getting now its own talking. direct tomorrow. Don't get me started. Uh, tune in on February 20th at 6 a.m. Pacific oh, God, time no. for a roughly 25. Oh, do you 25... have to be in for that? Uh, yeah, we don't do a live. We don't have to. We get to. We get to be in for. Who's this. gonna be here at six o'clock? It's me and Joey Noel and Joey said. It's me and Joey Noel and Joey said she hit up Kevin and Kevin was like, sure, but I guess what? Kevin didn't pay attention. She most certainly not. She said there was a conversation. Uh, so you're getting up like five in the morning tomorrow? I fucking guess. God. Tune in February twentieth at six a.m. Pacific a for a roughly twenty-five minute live stream. Nintendo you could be Crossing. Out there digging fucking holes Animal in Crossing. the road for, uh, for for a living, Kevin. Instead, you get to do this. Animal Crossing: you New Horizons Direct, featuring bastard. an in-depth look at Nook's like Nook Incorporated's <laughs> Desert Island Getaway Package. Twenty-five minutes tomorrow, Kev, of me, Joey, nerding out about Animal Crossing. Oh. Are you in, Kevin? I, I will you, buy you McDonald's breakfast, Kevin. I, I know you will, and Paul is real upset that you keep doing that, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm in. I'm, I'll, I'll do my job. Oh, hot toasty egg McMuffins and Animal Crossing? Come on, man. You know what I mean? What could be better than that? Sleeping. Well, you can sleep on the couch afterwards. Yeah, you Or you can go home if you want. That's yeah, true. Plenty of options. You got lots of options here. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it when that alarm uh, goes it's off just, tomorrow it's morning. just the last one. What? We, we did a Pokemon one recently. Yeah, that was the depressing one. It was just like, this is a fucking waste of time. This, this one is not going to be this fucking waste of though. time. That's this is Animal Crossing. This is the last one. They're the idiots. We all know Pokemon is nothing compared to Animal Crossing. This is a full 25 the... minutes in talking... depth. It's the last one before the game comes out. This is it. I'm not talking about the Pokemon one that was made by the Pokemon company. I'm, I'm talking about the last Pokemon. Yeah, where Blessing was excited and then it turned out to be not exciting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is okay to be excited for. It's Animal Crossing. Okay, sure. You should be more excited than you are, Kevin. It's true. Have you thought about that? I've never played an Animal Crossing game. Well, maybe if you, this is if your time. you, you know, educated yourself, you'd get into it. Let Joey and I's enthusiasm wash over you. That's right. I'll Gary, you coming in? You want to come in at 6 a.m.? You know, come on, not. Gary, the you're thinking about it. No the problem with it is, way. right now as I sit here, I, I want to, and I want to say <laughs> yes, but I know for a fucking <laughs> fact that when the alarm goes off at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning, I'm just fucking turning that off oh and going, God, t- turning over and going back to bed. Going back to sleep. Yeah. I would love to do it. Try Maybe it. I'll surprise you. Yeah, I was going to say, just try it. See what, what time would you I'll have I'll buy you an Egg McMuffin. But I, you can I just can't eat it. You can just eat the egg and the ham and the cheese. I can't eat the bun. What time am um, I going to be here? What time are you going to be here tomorrow morning? 5.45, I mean, I could 50. do it, come back and still be, you know, ready to take my kid to school. Totally. I know. I might. I might actually be in it. I might actually be in on it. Hell yeah, guys! We're getting a crew together. The animal you'll know. Crew. You'll know. You'll know. Five forty-five tomorrow. I'll either be I here or I won't you. be. I hate you. I kind of like. I I like being up at the crack of dawn. Sometimes it's nice. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just then about three thirty in the afternoon when you're like, oh god, what a mistake this was. I kind. I kind of want to do it. Do it. But again, you love I Animal Crossing. But again, the the me that's talking to you right now is very different from the me that's responding to a five thirty alarm tomorrow morning. That's a different guy different altogether. People, you, don't wanna, you don't want to know. You, you do not want to meet that Gary, guy. You what? recently gave me your phone number. If you want, I can call you. You're going to call me? Huh? Why would, why, why would I want you to do that? Help you get up. Well, I've got an alarm for that. I don't need to put you out. Well, I'm just saying. Like, but then, you, then you know, you see, Kevin's called you, so you feel indebted to him. You're like, oh, shit, I actually it's have to like, go. hey, Gary, I'm outside. And you'll be like, wait, why do you know where I live? And I'll be like, Gary, I know everything. It's true. You're not coming to my house. You can call me if you want. I'm just saying. Like, I can make this as easy as you want or as hard as you want. That's true. Uh, I'm, Alex, lo- I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make an effort. Okay. I can't make. You know me. I can't make any promises. But I would love to be here. We're partying tonight. I'll be, be a, in your ear the whole why time. Why can't this be a reasonable hour? Because for the rest of the world, it is. It's us doing our normal thing. What do you mean? It's 9 a.m. in New York. It's what in London? It's gotta be. Is this? Is this? Is this? In London, for, what? It's 3 p.m. Is this suited for Japanese time? 
Probably too. Is that what it's meant to uh, be? Yeah, it probably is Japanese time, so it's probably like eleven. It's a better time for the world. We have to make sacrifices once in a while, guys. This is the heavy is the crown of the best coast, west coast. All right, we have to look out for the other little time zones that nobody cares about. It's true. They usually get shit all over. Today we get to support. It's true. Them. Think about it this way, Kevin. Next time you're at a midnight movie at nine o'clock our time, think about it. You're winning, all right? You're it is winning. sometimes a heavy burden living in the greatest state in the union. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it's all worth it. California fucking California, one, baby. California I better. surf to work. Today. What is great. better? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is better than California. It's the best. <laughs> Alex Russ points out, uh, the Nintendo Direct where Blessing was upset was with, with him during the Smash Ultimate Direct where Sakurai was announcing... Uh, Byleth, oh, the Fire Emblem that character. That was the one that happened after the Pokemon that I was talking about. Are there any uh, predictions? two directs that fucked us. Are there any predictions for what uh, we might see tomorrow in this Animal Crossing yeah, direct? A deep dive in Animal Crossing. They, the, the guide is out now. I've been paying attention to my Animal Crossing right. rumors. The guide is out because there was big, you know. Oh, oh man, the, the book's out? You're on a deserted island. I got to so get that book. People were like, You know, oh, we're buying three copies of it and getting you. the and getting the Animal There's going to be three Switches and three Animal Crossings in That's our awesome. household. Yeah, it's a good game. We're fucking all in. Well, we What's don't that? know if it's... I mean, Animal Crossing a, is a I'll good franchise. This, it's a great game with which to unwind and forget your troubles and live for a, for a while in a better world than this one. No, that's that's, that's all, the best thing I Gary, can say I'm about I'm all about it. stress. Now, hold on, Kevin. You want stress? I'll tell you about it. Because there's, of course, capitalism involved. Oh, I love oh, yeah. capitalism. So, yeah, I mean, you, you go I mean, over you're, to your you're, tree. You're in, you're, you're in crippling debt from the minute you start playing that oh, game. see, that's scary. But no, you go to your tree <laughs> and you shake the trees in your world, right? Cherries fall out, right? Guess what? I don't have cherries in my world. You come to my world, you sell me some cherries or whatever. I trade you some bells. We're all in business. You know what yeah, I mean? It's very, ca- it's very capitalist. Exactly. I you're getting fruits that I don't got. You're, you're finding fossils. You're going to the museum, turning them. Yeah, that, I mean, you, that was where you, I was driving, by the way. The rumor today is the, yeah, well, yeah, you're excavated. The rumor is the museum is back. It is there, even though you're on a deserted island or whatever. I love museums. I know you I mean, do, you can, but I mean, here you get to put the fossils in. You could do you like catching bugs? Do you like fishing? We're doing it all. You know I like fishing. I know. Get, get you your, could uh, you could say that the Animal Crossing is 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 even Ayn Randian in its in its philosophy. It's like no no like fuck anthem. And what anthem? You know the the Ayn Rand short. No, I don't know that one. Well, I know the one. I know you know um, like Atlas Shrugged yeah, and sure, shit Atlas like that. Yeah. I'm just saying that they, that this game could be argued. There's probably a very nice think piece to be written in fucking uh, Kotaku or some shit about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because in the world of Animal Crossing, no one's going to give you a bailout. You got to, you got to, you got to make your own fortune. You got to do it for yourself. Only the strong survive, and the weak must be crushed. I love it. Yeah. Groovy Muse writes in with a question at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, My question is about entitlement in the gaming community, specifically the Nintendo community. Take a look at Nintendo's tweet announcing the Animal Crossing Direct, and you see endless replies of people wishing we were getting news about other things. Then, we count the days since we received a general Nintendo Direct, 167 now. Are we gamers just entitled, spoiled brats when it comes to knowing what the next big news is? Or are we truly deserving as consumers to know what a company's plan truly is? Yeah. Very voice of the consumer. I, if I have to pick one of those two, I'm going with spoiled brats. Yeah, of course. Of course we are. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we are. It's video games. You're allowed to be, you know, if you're a, if you're a spoiled brat out there in the world, you know, uh, being an asshole, then that's one thing. But if you're just kind of complaining about, hey, you know, I haven't heard about a new... Nintendo game in a while. That's that's your God-given right. <laughs> Is it, I mean, like, I want to go that far, right? It's like not understanding. Are you saying that you don't have the right to complain? I mean, you have the right to do whatever the fuck you want, man. God-given rights. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the pro- the problem here is like that still makes you an asshole. 
Like, Does yeah, it? like, yeah. I mean, well, I, do, I mean, I guess it matters the manner in which you can play. The problem, as we all know and uh, all know and hate, uh, is that Twitter and social media and the internet just shine the light on how many assholes are out there. Where it's like, these people have always been there, right? When we were growing up, there were still this many people probably mad they didn't know about more Nintendo shit, but they just didn't have a place to post these thoughts for me to see them. And now I get excited about my Animal Crossing Direct, and I look in the comments, and everybody's being a douchebag because they want to hear about Metroid Prime 4. I don't mind it when people complain about 167 days and whatnot. I've, I've, I've seen that in the past week or two. Um, I, just, I just wish it was balanced out more. I wish there was more gratitude in, mm, in the community. Point. Entitlement's okay. It's okay to, to, to complain and bitch and moan and whine, but like, show some gratitude as well. Like, I wish we spent more time, and I'll just use Nintendo as an example, but you can extrapolate this out into anything. I wish we spent more time talking about and being grateful for the things that we have rather than complaining about the things that we don't have. Sure. The Switch is a fucking modern marvel, and it has incredible games on it. If I, if I were to take the Nintendo Switch and travel back in time... Mm -hmm. 10 years or so, yeah. and put that in your hand and say, this is what you're going to be playing in 10 years, it would blow your fucking mind. And we have it now. It's a real thing out in the world. And but we instantly just take it for granted. Oh, the Switch is, I, it doesn't do this, it doesn't do that. I feel like 10 years, is that not... 2010. You know, is that PSP? Is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, oh, big PSP, nice. Are you seriously complaining, comparing the PSP to the Switch? Because well, that's for, a joke. You yeah. fucking, you're on, you're on thin are ice you, right are you there. All right, right we watch what you're fucking saying right now. <laughs> are you right? kidding me now? PSP is one of the best consoles ever made. In yeah, my how's it doing? Well, I, it it mean, did great. It did great. <laughs> it did its job for us. So well, where's the PSP two? Where's the Switch two, big man? Uh, you know, well, you know it's coming. We don't know shit. There's gonna know? be a Switch two. You, you asked me ten years ago, where's the PSP two? I'll be like, oh, it's fucking coming. But it ain't. I mean, I didn't know that back then. Is what I'm saying, <laughs> and you don't know that now. Switch is here because of the PSP. All right. No, the Switch, Switch is here Switch because, is here of, because of the Wii, the Wii, and the Wii U. No, and, no, no, and, no. Well, 3DS. Somebody was playing, everything. It's here because of video games. There's was a trajectory. The PSP with an emul NES emulator, and they're like, "This is cool." Yeah, I mean, if you have to say the Switch is here because of anything, you got to go. You got to go back to the Game Boy. Yeah. I'm on the right page. We're fucking around. Come now, don't get all defensive. We're all having a good time. We're having fun. Oh Kevin's totally fucking derailed this conversation. I just want to get it back to the to the to the entitled the, babies on the, the grassroots. Got it. We should be more. We should be more grateful for sure. the wonderful things that we have. Uh, Craig Diller writes into "You're wrong" and says Greg bitched and moaned so much about Patapon that they finally released it. It's empowered us complainers on Twitter. <laughs> Craig Diller knows. Yeah, they changed Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, you know. But this fucking Snyder Cut bullshit that's going around. Well, let's like see if we can change the world. COVID you know I mean? nineteen of fan entitlement. <laughs> Coney nineteen. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a disease, but it affects the brain. The it gives you delusions. Is, there's crazy delusions. Everyone knows that I was when I was doing my pat upon rants and stuff. I'm having a good time. I'm ha I'm doing a bit. We're having a great time right yeah. here. All right. Nobody was like. I wasn't like fucking PlayStation was at home. How much like, do oh, you? God, in really all, in all seriousness, how much do you think you ranting about pat upon actually contributed to that happening? Not much. The game was done, right? It, it, right. Was, it had to be almost done. I don't. Right. I still have not heard off the record on the record what the fuck happened. I mean, to you it. are an influencer. Sure. But I've tried to will a lot of things into existence. I guess I do occasionally will things into existence. But again, there's a difference between being like, hey, we love this thing and we want it versus, hey, fuck you, Nintendo. What I don't want to hear about Animal Crossing. What was that Vita game you willed into existence you apologized for? <laughs> Borderlands <laughs> 2 on the Vita. I am, I am responsible for that as well. <laughs> I also got him to change uh, Infamous's costume and Cole, or Cole's costume in Infamous 2. I digress. Wow. The power that you wield. Let's talk. Oh, yeah. no, one man should, no one man should have all that I power. I can get Oreos for free in nobody's business. You, tried, yeah. you said they brought back the mega stuff. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. The most stuff or whatever. It's yeah, called. yeah. It's yeah. Like they're, both out, they're both out there. They're both out there. They're doing this whole campaign of like which stuff do you like the best. So they yeah. Like a whole thing. Um, but no, you you are right. You have the right idea. Be grateful for what we have. Be nice. Be gra- be uh, be grateful to it's the a, developers. It, it, Thank you. It's, it's okay to talk about the things you don't like, but I really wish we spent more time thinking about and, and expressing gratitude for the the things that we have because we take we take too much for granted in this life. Yeah. You know who isn't taking things for granted. THQ Nordic. Let's talk about them and the number three news story of the day. Uh, there's two different THQ Nordic stories. Uh, of course, you know THQ Nordic and their parent company because they keep buying different uh, game developers and then buying different IP and then not releasing any of them. You know what I mean, Gary? It's crazy. Uh, the first one here is going to be from Hayden Taylor at GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, the parent company of THQ Nordic, which if you remember used to be called THQ Nordic AB but changed its name to the Embracer Group, has bought Saber Interactive. Uh, Embra- Embracer Group has acquired World War Z developer saber interactive in a deal worth 525 million dollars that's a lot of money that's a lot that's almost double what uh sony played paid for insomniac how does uh, how does that stack up what do you mean I, I, mean, mean, is, I just did is, it. Is, is Saber Interactive worth twice as much as Insomniac? It's, uh, I'll leave it to you to decide. I mean, embra- the good people at Embracer Group obviously think so. Formerly THQ Nordic AB, the company rebranded as Embracer Group in August 2019. The group has made multiple acquisitions in recent years, snapping up small and large companies alike. However, the Saber Interactive deal is the company's largest spending splurge so far, offering $150 million upfront and another $375 million over three years based Where on performance. Where is all this Embracer money coming from? The, Nor- the Nords. The Nords? <laughs> uh, founded in 2001, the U.S.-based Saber Interactive has since grown to around 600 staff across five internal studios. Oh, wow. And last year grossed over $100 million. Saber Interactive will become the fifth subsidiary of... I screwed it up because it wasn't where I wanted it to be. Uh, what else have they done? Because World War Z is the only thing mentioned there, but they must have They helped out with the uh, Ghostbusters that. remaster, I do believe, too. Uh, Saber Interactive will become the fifth subsidiary of Embracer Group, though it will maintain autonomy. Uh, nope. Automity. Auton- I got auton- it. I know autonomy. how to do that one. And there are no planned restructuring or cost-saving measures. Matthew Karch and uh, Andre Ions... Saber Interactive co-founders and owners will jointly become Embracer Group's second largest shareholder. Uh, James Batchelor at GamesIndustry.biz had a separate article up here talking about what this actually means, right? This is just two paragraphs from it. Thanks to recent acquisitions and openings, Embracer Group now has 26 wholly and majority owned development studios. That's more than the tenant owned or had a controlling stake in this time last year. I'm going to read that again. That's more than the 10 it owned or had a controlling stake in this time last year. So the they f- bought 16 companies in the last 12 months. The figure was revealed by CEO Lars uh, Wingsfor- Wingfor at the company. I want to get Lars Wingfors on this show. Yeah. I have so many fucking questions. This has been my thing forever dude. where they keep buying IP and developers and then what are you doing with them? So, so remember, Embracer Group is this. It's THQ Nordic. It's Koch Media or Koch Media, Coke Media, Co- Coke Media. I don't know how you say it. Koch, Coke, Let's Koch. Let's say Koch because that's the funniest. Gotcha. Koch. Co- I like the Coke brothers, right? And they're bad guys, right? All right. But they're, huh? One of them's dead, right? Yeah. One of them just died. Yeah. Was, it, was it a coronavirus? No. Okay. Uh, coffee stain holding, deep silver, and then others. So then, that's, like, I know this is confusing, right? Embracer Group has THQ Nordic, right? Then THQ Nordic is this, right? THQ Nordic is a Vienna-based game publisher and developer that includes uh, 
Grimlore Games, which is in Germany. Rainbow Studios Incorporated in Arizona. Uh, Mirage Game Studios in Sweden. Black Forest Games in Germany. Uh, Pisces Interactive AB in Sweden. Experiment 101 AB in Sweden. Bugbear Entertainment in Finland. Piranha Bytes in Germany. Gunfire Games in Austin, Texas. Uh, Nine Rocks Games. Nine Rocks Games in Slovakia. Handy Games in Germany. Reading off of the THQ Nordic website, they have their mission statement like this. THQ Nordic is meant to represent a core approach of doing much more than owning a highly competitive portfolio of IPs. It revolves around cherishing them and aligning them with the very best development resources to expand upon them with a level of experience that communities and established fan bases expect and deserve because again thq nordic the ones who got time splitter thq nordic the one who are doing spongebob square pants and uh, uh barrett all excited what the hell man i want to i want to read like the long read article on lars Wingforce, who by the way has an amazing, amazing name um and and just this 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 massive i don't even know what you call it expansion catalog conglomeration uh, assimilation. Cock media is not related to the Cock Brothers. Right. Okay. Oh, no, I didn't mean like that. I'm sorry. I was just saying. Coke. Cock, coach, keech, bach. You know matter. what I mean? It doesn't matter. Because there was definitely a girl I went to high school with whose name was Coke, like this, but they they called her Cock. And I don't mean like she called herself Cock. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, she personally identified as Cock. Just putting it out there what I know. I'm real confused. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know where all the money's coming from. Like the 520, the half a billion dollars that went to buy Saber Interactive. Right. Where's that money coming from? Oh, and Saber also worked on the Witcher 3 port. I'm, okay. I'm looking through more of this stuff over here. For the Switch? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. By the end, this is back to the Lars conversation, right? By the end of December, this is last year, the firm had 2,258 internal and external developers, 52% more than by the end of the same quarter last year. Its portfolio includes 96 titles in development across its various businesses, of which 52 are unannounced. Uh, Wing Forest continued, the ambition is still to have at least two AAA games ready for release in the next financial year. This is our plan, but it would be prudent to reiterate the message that we can never be completely sure of development schedules and deadlines. Who is Lars Wingforce? I want to, that's the story I want to read. I, I no. imagine this guy sitting there with a fucking collapsing sun behind him like the fucking elusive man from Mass sure. Effect. Or yeah, 100%. 100%. Is, is, this, is this guy like the most powerful man in, 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 in games business and we don't know it? Like what it, is going? He's quietly just like is, acquiring everything. I think it's them. Or he's the qu quietest man making the biggest gamble. Because I look at this and I've said it from the beginning. I don't get what THQ Nordic is up to. What now Embracer Group is up to? They keep doing this but not producing things. Like and granted, I know Dark Side of Genesis stuff like that. There's little things that are coming out. That I'm not saying they've put out no games, but it is this thing of. St like remember it was a big deal when they got uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, which I, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning I fucking adore, right? And when they announced they got those, that IP, and it's like that's awesome. But like, it was the game I loved, and that's still with EA, right? Like, are you getting e like what? How is any? Of this I don't know what arcanery is going on behind the scenes, but I'm fascinated by it, and I want to learn more. I want Lars Wingfors on this show for an in-depth one-on-one with you. Okay, let's get him. You can hit him with the hard questions. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I. It's one of those things that tomorrow. That I, that you, I could see a headline that's just like, hey, THQ Nordic is bankrupt. And I'd be and like, well, no way, shit. The first question you should ask him is, hey, Lars, would you be interested in buying kind of funny for a shitload of money? Sure. Yeah, well. And you can fucking cash out and go home. Enjoy Fine, retirement. Right. I'm Sitting waiting. on a beach earning 20% for the rest of your life. We could finally stop. 
We can finally get out no, of this. No, I, I would be out. Mess. You still have to be no, here. No, no, fucking no. You still have to be here at 6 a.m., Gary and Joey this, and Lars. That's going to be the Hannibal no, Crossing direct tomorrow. Just so you know how these deals go down, the personality stays. But I'm also no, the guy who has the, the fucking shares and shit. Oh, come on. Anytime these things happen, you get I would have to stay for a little bit. Five-year contract. Yeah, I'd have to stay for I'm that. He would have to stay one. for a bit. I'm you could fuck off one. right yeah, away. Exact. You could take your payoff and go. Exactly. I'll see you in fucking Bali. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. they're making right? me stay yeah. here five years, I'm making you sign the same deal for five years, all right? <laughs> I'm not fucking sitting here. Lars over there flipping switches, can't get the goddamn stream working. Be like, Lars, why'd you let Kevin go? He's like, I don't know, I'm going to make a $300 million offer on somebody, for Alexios from and IGN. Once, and once Lars does a full, you know, once his people do their full due diligence and realize, as no one else around here seems to realize, just how fucking important and critical I am to the success sure. of Kind of yeah. Funny, no, I'm finally going to get fucking paid what I deserve, that's which true. is a lot more than the fucking pittance you pay me right now, I'll tell you that much. You're getting paid? I mean, I, I, don't, I honestly don't even think it qualifies as getting paid. I don't think I, I've never qualified what you do as work. So. Let me tell you something, Kevin. Oh shit! When I come here every every <laughs> every got Wednesday, serious, I don't know. I got serious. The, money, the, heart the, attack. the, the, the two hour parking that I pay for outside Gary, is the one block away is free parking. That's a block away. What am you're I, what trying I to like? lose weight. What do I look but like also, to you? You're a block away. You park a block away. I can't see your car right now. If I look out there, but it's easy. It's convenient for me to park there. There's but not it, a point. It is. You're missing it. the point, Kevin. There's not a point I'm no, making. No, you can't come here and be like, hey. I have to pay for parking, and I, I can't I'm not be saying like, I have to pay for parking. All right, well then go ahead. I'm saying I choose to pay for parking. The point I'm trying to make, if you let me finish, is that the money that I pay for parking is a non-significant percentage of what I get paid to be here. So you do the math. I mean, parking in San Francisco is absurdly expensive. It is expensive. It could be upwards to hundreds of dollars. I could be paying... I don't know. Dozens. Yeah. <laughs> For all the rubes out there who don't live in San Francisco, <laughs> they're imagining me putting like feeding twenty dollar bills into a parking meter. Could be. I mean, that's what this city is 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 nuts like that. Yeah. What do we do? Oh, gaming news. That's right. Believe it or not, there's still more from THQ Nordic. Really? That was the have thing. They, the Saber they, Interactive. Did they buy us? <laughs> no, not already that. Instead, did was Lars watching? Going, you know what? I should buy it. I've bought anything in the last five minutes. Bring me my phone. <laughs> buy that shit. Bring me uh, my phone. And make my... make Greggy an offer he can't refuse. Take me to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny. I'll sponsor yeah. them to buy them. Yeah. Uh, La- no. La- Lars has Lars has basically Patreoned at the fucking. Zeus level. And now, now it just owns kind of funny. Uh, no, what is happening, THQ Nordic, uh, again, an, a, a dip, well, you know, THQ Nordic now, the developers that it's owned by, the um, Embrace or whatever the hell group it is. What is it? Embracer group. Uh, they announced today they are, in fact, going to make a gothic remake. Their, their press release reads like this. After unambiguous feedback, THQ Nordic will head into full production on the gothic remake. The next step, step is to set up a Barcelona-based studio and head to, into main production. Just a little over two months after releasing a playable teaser for the gothic remake and asking the players for their feedback, the answer is clear. The fans are up for a new quote-unquote old gothic game, and the vast majority, read 94.8%, was in favor to develop a remake of the iconic German RPG gothic originally released in 2001. Over 180,000 players have played the playable teaser so far. On the evening of February 16th, 2020, THQ Nordic took the survey offline and hereby pub- publicly releases the raw data of the survey, as well as highlight graphs. <laughs> well, that period. With more than 43,000 answered surveys and over 9,000, yes, really, reviews on Steam and various discussions on all social media platforms, there is enough data to check. 
THQ Nordic will establish a new studio. They have all these studios. They will establish a new studio based in Barcelona, Spain, and will then assess what players liked and what they will what why they want to be different than the playable teaser. One of the most common men- mentions, for example, uh, was the demand for a grittier, less colorful world. Here is an example of what could be tweaked. Quote, we are up for the challenge to develop a full gothic remake, which will stay as faithfully as possible to the original experience and transport the atmospheric world of gothic into a high quality look and carefully modernized, modernizing certain gameplay mechanics, said Reinhardt Police uh, Business and Product Development Director at THQ Nordic. The full gothic remake will go into production and will be available for PC and next-gen consoles. There is no release window available yet, but it will not be coming in 2020. I have said from the beginning, I don't get what THQ Nordic is doing, but goddamn do I respect it. Who puts out a press release like this? It's so weird. Hey, the, the gothic fans that played our gothic demo really liked it, so we're going to make it. We own all these fucking studios. We'll make a new studio. Here, he, here is an example of how this could be tweaked. <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? Just releasing their surveys? Like, you know what I mean? And then it's like, it's there's like, no release, there's no release window available yet, but it will not be coming in 2020. You don't even have the studio made yet. It's like, no one thought it was you know coming like, this year. It's like, they, it's like they picked a, a hundred random people <laughs> from like random gaming forums and just gave them $50 billion and said, do whatever the fuck you want. And because this would be buying the result. He's buying IPs, yeah. making little things. But, but not just, but like obscure, weird IPs. Yeah. And they're going to make money on it. They're gonna building do, they're studios gonna do in Barcelona. It's nuts. It's I, so I, I, I gotta we got to get Lars. We got to get Lars on the show. I want Lars in the hot seat. I got I to gotta know, know what's going on behind the scenes. I want to get inside the mind of Lars Wingfors. I got to know. I got to know. It's just fascinating. It's, it's Everything brilliant. they do is so fascinating, and they just don't give a fuck, and I respect it so much. I wonder if it's like a... Yeah, bro- we'll buy that, whatever. We're going to have that game. I wonder game if it's now. like a Brewster's game. Millions kind of thing or something. I, I mean, there's like only so many explanations. They buy developers and game IP and start studios like you imagine Bruce Wayne does in comic books. Like when he's right. like buying hotels or banks. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like an inception when he goes, oh, I just bought the airline. Like it's, you know, it's th- this is the level that we're playing at. Yeah. Lars Wingfors is, is clearly a fucking, a titan, a colossus straddling the world of video games. He's a god amongst men. And I, and I, and I, I want to know more about him. Is there a picture of him? Kevin, can you, if you Google him and pull up images. All right, what's this guy's name? Lars. Okay, I got that Wingfors. W i n g e f o r s, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. I mean, no, pull up wind, a picture because he must look like someone that was built in a fucking lab or something, like to to create like the ultimate human specimen or something. Because this guy's a fucking. Oh, look at him! Wait, okay, hold on, no, let's no, that's La- no, that's Lars. That's Lars. That's not him. That's, that's not Lars him. Right, what, what is his name? Okay, W i n g. Okay. E. Okay, there. Like, there you go. Lars Wingfors, the first one up. Okay. Don't do the net worth part though. Because that's always bullshit. I, I got it. Yeah, I mean, look, he looks like a fucking badass. Look at him. He looks yeah, like he can kick, kick your ass. Well, I, I, mean, I don't even need to see a photo of him to know he can kick my he ass. He also picked a great jacket for his eyes. He's, he looks relatively <laughs> okay. young. You know I mean? He looks like he's in his 30s. This is right? off of the Embracer Group Wikipedia. Is this? Can people see this on the screen? I want people I mean, to be able to... could a minute ago. You want me to keep... Oh, okay. Up? No, I just... 
Here comes the, yeah, let me give Go you some information. That. You want new information about it? I'm going to give you information about yeah. it. Right? Okay. At an early age, Swedish entrepreneur Lars Wingfors began successfully selling a diverse range of products, including Christmas magazines and plastic bags. And this is why I'm a self-made man. That's what I love about this. I'm all about this, dude. Selling and from oh, selling plastic just, bags it's, it's to basically funny, like, owning a, a sizable percentage of the entire game. And when group. he was 13 years old, he founded LW Comics, a company that sold secondhand comic books. He established a business as a mail order company using a 2000 entry customer register he had acquired from another defunct mail order company. The company made close to 300,000 KR annually. Uh, at age 16, Wingfors established a second company, Nordic Games. At 16! Which did the same? Wonderkin. Which did the same at LW Comics, uh, though with used games instead of comics. Uh, in its first year, the company generated five million KR in revenue. With growing income throughout the 1990s, Nordic Games was turned into a retail chain in the same vein as British video game retail company Game, and opened seven stores across Sweden. The company also acquired Spell and Telly Shopping, uh, game shop in Sweden, uh, that had been founded by some other guy you don't know. Uh, towards the end of the 1990s, Nordic Games was suffering from a poor corporate structure, and Wingforce was asked to either seek new partners or bring in venture capital. Th uh, though, uh, he instead opted to sell the company to Gameplay Stockholm, the Swedish subsidiary of the Gameplay.com. In... Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, uh, when the dot-com bubble burst, Gameplay faced financial issues and Nordic Games was sold back to Wingforce in May 2001 for a symbolic sum of 1KR. At the time, the equivalent to GB pound of 0 .07, 7 cents. Wingforce bought, brought in venture capitalists and reformed the company to only sell newly released games, and the company faced strong competition. Holy fuck, this guy's, this guy's a fucking legend. You know what, Greg? There's an opportunity here. GDC's coming up. He might be in town. You gotta fucking get him in here. He's too fucking cool to hang out with us. You can smell it. You know what I mean? We gotta get Lars in here. You got, we you, all have you, to wear you, suits you, that you got, day. You got to at least. We all have to wear suits you that got to, day. Yeah, you got to at least make. You got to at least make an effort. Yeah, you and you're gonna fucking want to clean this place up before he comes over. I, I mean, he's not gonna buy you if it looks if it's looking like this. Oh I mean, he'll God. see the he'll see the potential. He'll see the potential. We have a space. Get down to he's Home Depot, guy. Kevin. He's get some paint and start cleaning this place up. Yeah, where is the? Because I'm telling you, if you play your cards right here, you could be fucking jet skiing in Fiji by the end of the year for Christmas. Christmas in Fiji. How's that sound? Courtesy of Mr. Lars Wingfors. Oh, we were trying to go to the Maldives, but... Ma Number Maldives? four on the rope for Fuck, report. go the fuck you go wherever the fuck you want. The point is you're going to be rolling in it. Dangerous Driving 2 has been announced, Gary. <laughs> uh, Three Fields Entertainment, the independent British studio led by industry veterans Fiona Speary <laughs> and Alex Ward are proud to announce Dangerous Driving 2, the sequel to last year's thrilling arcade racer, is coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and... Oh, including Xbox One X. And for the first time, Nintendo Switch in holiday 2020. Fans attending PAX East in Boston on February 27th, 2020 uh, through March 1st can get their hands on with Dangerous Driving 2 during its debut at the show, including an exclusive first look at the game running on Nintendo Switch. You were a big fan of this, right? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, let me say this. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear this news because, as you know, I'm a big Burnout fan. Last yep. week on the show, we talked about when Blessing was here, we were talking about Need for Speed and Burnout um, uh, and how I wish they would just bring back Burnout. That's what I really want to see. It doesn't look like EA is going to do that. And, uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, former Criterion developers went off um, and created three fields because they wanted, they like, fuck it, if EA is not going to let's make Burnout, we'll just do it our own True, way. Oh, yeah. So they went and created uh, Dangerous Driving, which is, you know, I think like a $20 game is a cheap game. I bought it because, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll Burnout developers, Burnout vibe, like, I'm in. The game's not, the first game was not brilliant. It was a bit rough. It looked, it looked like what it was, like a cheap game from an indie studio. It looked okay. But it didn't have that EA criterion level of yeah, polish. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit rough around the edges. It wasn't very fully featured. 
Um, but it, but I'm, I'm glad that it's been assumed uh, 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 successful enough that they're now going to do the second one, which would be bigger. The only thing that I don't love is, I don't remember if it was in this story or someone else, that it's going to be, I think that they're, they're going for um, open world. Oh, are they? Which, I'm, if that's the case, I'm not thrilled about that. I don't like open world driving games. You didn't like uh, Burnout Paradise? I, I liked it, but, but, I, but it's not. I liked it in spite of the fact that it was open world, not because gotcha. it was. See, that's what got me into it. And when I say into it, I mean I played for like 10 hours or whatever. It too, like, in these open world, and I know that they have systems now to mitigate it, like warp to the next thing or whatever, but there's too much fucking mm-hmm. driving around trying to figure out where like the start line for the next event is or something. Like, just put me at the start line. I don't uh, want to fuck around in a driving game. I want to race. I'm on a Stephen Tailby article here from uh, Push Square about this uh, announcement today. Uh, the sequel will take place in a, quote, dynamic open world where you can play against AI opponents, cruise in free drive mode, and enjoy uh, the emergent crash mechanics with huge multi-vehicle pileups. All right. Online play will return, but split-screen multiplayer will also be included. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Holiday 2020. If I'm not in Fiji... Or the Maldives with you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, I'll be playing. I mean, look, it's on the Switch. I can fucking play it in the Maldives. Woo! On my jet ski. All right. I'm going to spend some of my some of my Lars money, and I'm going to get a fucking wait, hat, wait, wait, a wait, special wait, hat. Wait, how are you getting money from Lars? Because I'm part of the kind of funny fucking mag- magic recipe. You take me out of it, and I'm telling you, Lars is instantly going to go like, well, what am, what am I buying then? If you take out one of the key elements, I'm, don't worry, don't worry, Kevin. I'm going to get my fucking yeah. rake off. I'm getting what's coming to me. I'm going to get paid. Oh, goodness gracious. Gary, I can't wait to see what Lars and company buy next. But their next purchase is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, that Witcher 3.6 update we talked about yesterday is officially out. Uh, it adds touch control support. Uh, this is to the Switcher, obviously, on uh, Switch. But it also adds that integration where you can bring over your GOG, Steam, and Switch versions. And I wish that was also compatible with um, console, other console versions. Sure, yeah, that'd be maybe, cool. Maybe that'll, they'll add that next, I don't know. We'll see who gets in the way, right? This is the conversation we were having yesterday that we think, you know, Switch isn't a competitor to PC, but whereas a PlayStation 4 and Xbox no, I get is that. a competitor. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also a whole bunch of other things like languages and graphic options and yada, yada, yada. It's just a miracle to me that that game runs on the Switch at all. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, Skull, the Hero Slayer is on PC. The Suicide of Rachel Foster is on PC. Lost Artifacts is on Xbox One. Bunny Parking is on Xbox One. 3000th Duel is on Switch. Uh, Taggy.io is on PC. Shadows of Larth is on PC. Rami Wow, well, Rami Woe is on PC. And then No Man's Sky is getting the Living Ship update. Kevin, your ship can now be something you hatched from an egg. So you have that going for you. Wait, for reals? Yep. New dates for you. Bombing Quest is coming to early access on Steam March 4th. Uh, Element Space Lands on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, March 24th. Sorry. Uh, PS4 exclusive hero shooter. Hulfrain releases digitally on March 3rd. Stella is coming to Nintendo Switch and Steam uh, on March 13th. Deliver Us The Moon is set to touch down worldwide April 24th for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Fans of the Nintendo Switch will get it later in the summer. Uh, and then Virtual Virtua Verse is coming to PC and Mac and Linux on May 12th. Right? Anything there uh, jump out at you? Oh, no. No, no. Bunny no. parking? What is that? I don't know. Kevin, you want to find me a Kevin, bunny parking? Kevin, uh, can, you pull, can you pull bunny parking? 
Real quick, uh, Andy Cortez walked in. He's getting ready for KFAF, but he's also eating the chips I brought in. Get it on this microphone. Tell people how good these Deep River snacks, New York spicy dill pickle chips are. Is this a sponsorship? Or you no, just, these you are. Like, you just I, genuinely like these I went things. to a sandwich shop in SF a couple days ago. Had, p- blind, I see these all the time, these dill pickle chips. I blind bought them. Blind bought these chips. I buy dill chips all the time. Do you like dill pickles? Yeah, I love them. Okay. Bought this bag of chips, ate them before I got my sandwich, went back, bought another bag of chips, went home, ordered a box, a box of chips. I saw the picture, the yeah. Dude, yeah, these are the and best you're dill all pickle in on chips, chips I've ever had. I'm pretty blown away by this. So very, very crunchy, kettle style. Um, a little bit of a spice, not overly bear, not overbearing, right? But do the, they actually the, taste like dill pickle? I mean, uh, I, I can't have one, but oh, I'll take sure? your word for it. Allergic, yeah. smell the bo- smell the bag. allergic smell. to pickle, or what's going on? No, he's he's on the no carb thing. Pickles aren't carbs. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> he's got you there, Gary. He's, he's got, got you. There. I got, got. Are pickles not carbs? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. All right. So this okay. is bunny parking. Right. Kevin found for us okay. on Xbox One out today. It's an achievement walkthrough, so you know it's one of my kind of garbo games. Oof! Look at those textures popping as they go. What's going on here? And now what's, going, just, what's wrong uh, with the internet here? Okay. Well, we're streaming and everything sucks here. Okay, this looks a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of saying it. <laughs> Can you pull the suicide of Rachel faster? Because that sounds like it might be interesting. That sounds like it might be like a Kevin. While a game you do with, that, with a, with and a we see the bunny park. Theme. Let me tell you about our sponsors. I'm going to start with Hims. You've heard us talk about Hims before and how they are helping guys look their best. If you haven't, it's time to see what they're all about. Sixty-six uh, percent of men start to lose their hair by age 35, and the thing is, once you start to notice thinning hair, it can be too late. The best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something while you still have hair. Forhims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Uh, Andy and Nick are both using hymns right now, and I can tell you straight up, they have some of the best hair in the office. I definitely mean that for Andy. He taught me to start putting mine up more. And look at this thing I got going on. This isn't a hymns thing, but Andy just knows hair. So if Andy's is saying hymns is great, there you go. Uh, Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physician and FDA approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Dive into 2020 hair first. Right now, our listeners can get started with their first month free. Go to 4hims.com slash games daily. That's 4hims.com slash games daily. The prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. The offer is valid only if prescribed. Three month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See the website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's 4hims.com slash games daily. Up next, it's Quip. Quip, makers of the Equip Electric Toothbrush, want you to know there's one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It's simply this, that if you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Uh, Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide for a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes out with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Uh, join over 3 million healthy miles and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. Uh, that's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the good habits company. Uh, Kevin, did you find 
uh, Rachel's suicide for Gary. Oh, he wants a real that. uplifting I video. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, I mean, it sounds it. like it could be one of those, like, you know, like a serious kind of depression sure. quest kind of thing, maybe. I'm always interested when people try things like that. The suicide. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's what I'm curious to to, to it, learn. I would think it's. I, I'm guessing it's like a first person narrative thing. Like, okay, here uh, it is. Like, uh, like a gone home. Like you probably got like yeah, like a you gone I mean? home. Like, figure yeah. out the mystery kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, let's check it out. Daedalic. Yeah. Yeah. 13th season publishing. Man, those chips are really good. Right? That's some good chips. Good job, Greg. Thanks, buddy. Always happy to bring you happy chips. The bad weather crossing Montana is amassing all the characteristics of an atypical storm. Do you? If you're an audio listener, we're driving through a windy, wintry wonderland. Okay. Looks like. Oh, yeah. All right. First person telling you. Feels kind of gone home, right? Yeah. Or it's that or like Silent Hillsy, right? Or like, it's going to get like creepy here. It's called growing up. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing any gameplay yet. This you all looks pre-rendered. Yeah. Ooh. Cassette tapes. I'm gonna set all that in the past. It's like, like I say, it's not this mystery. Why is it going so slowly? It's all framey. Probably our performance. No? Oh, there you go. That's gonna get creepy. Oh, now we're in a scary, uh, shining like uh, hotel church. Sorry. Yeah. See, it's getting creepy now. It's getting creepy. Yeah. Okay. Now we're walking around. This isn't a suicide. This is a murder. All right. So you're investigating a mystery. It's creepy. Very. This is the kind of stuff that uh, my wife really likes. She might be. In, she might be interested in this. Hit her. Hit her. Up, man. There you go. Yeah, what is it? What it, it just came out on what Xbox? PC. PC. Suicide of Rachel Foster. Okay. All right, anyways. Um, could be good. Gary, we put some required readings on here. I want to make sure we promote before we get out of here. You ready? Yeah. Well, first off, I guess squat up. If you, ladies and gentlemen, you can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Give me your name, username, platform of choice. Why you helping a video game? I read it here. The best friends come and find you and play games together. Today, Ricky McFly needs help in the division on PC. Uh, division 2. Uh, you can get him on PC at Ricky McFly. Uh, two Y's in McFly. What's up, y'all? After a long week of work and other obligations, I love to chill with a glass of wine and play some games. Lately, I've jumped back on Division 2, and it's been really fun getting back into it. There are a few Kind of Funny clans on PC with some open slots and that are almost at max rank. Just search Kind of Funny in the clan menu and join one. Uh, we've got a few weeks until Warlords of New York and Gear 2.0 drop, so let's get to work, agents. If you want to play PC version of Division 2 with Ricky McFly, hit him up. R-I-C-K-Y-M-C-F-L-Y-Y. Gary, required readings we brought to the table today. All right. We started, you hit me up about one, right? The Polygon article. I texted you this morning. About Colin it, yeah. Campbell wrote over there, GameStop employees report extreme pressure from desperate bosses. However, I then noticed IGN had a very similar uh, big old narrative expose thing come out today from Logan Plant that says the truth about working at GameStop, workers reveal their experiences. So first off, are, they, are they connected or was that coincidental? Coincidence, like, I think. Okay. Yeah, no, not that, not that I know because it was their own reporting of, hey, we went and talked to a whole bunch of right. GameStop employees, managers, and here's what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, we've talked a, a lot here on uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily about everything that's been going on with GameStop. Uh, you know, falling stock prices, closing stores, what's going on, how much longer do they have? These are both alarming reports from the inside. Correct. Yeah, I mean, good reporting as always by uh, Colin Campbell. I read his piece uh, earlier this morning. I haven't read the. I just found out about the IGN piece, but that sounds. Um, very indeed, like required reading. It's right, right. like proper reporting. It's like going out, you know, good old fashioned shoe leather reporting, talking to people, finding out what it's like on the front lines. Yeah. And listen, I mean, I, you know, I've only ever been a customer 
uh, at a GameStop. I've, every, for every, everything that I've experienced, everything that I've heard from people uh, who have worked there or had dealings with them, yeah, it's it, on the, it, the working in GameStop is not um, as glamorous a whole lot as you of want fun. it to be. No, yeah. certainly not. And it sounds like it's more miserable now than ever in this Polygon story about how the bosses, the higher ups, are piling more and more pressure on the frontline employees to um, get those trade ins, get those uh, hardware, not just like just selling. Games is not good enough anymore. Right, you got yeah, to yeah. people. You got get people to sign up for the loyalty club. You got to get them to fucking get that subscription. You got to get them to trade in their shit and you know take their miserable you know pennies on the dollar trading prices because that's where they really make their money. It's like you know how cinemas don't really make their money selling you tickets; they make money selling you popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's where uh, GameStop makes its money. So more and more pressure. And here's the part of it. You know, I go on these. I'm, I, I don't have the energy to do another one of these fucking rants. I'm so tired <laughs> of this shit. I'll, I'll, I'll simply say this. I'll, I'll, I'll make a prediction. I made a prediction earlier. There'll be another Smash Brothers game. That's sure. an obvious wow. one. And you make, were out of the ledge there. I'll make a slightly less um, uh, certain prediction, but I, I'll still give this 99%. If I'm wrong on this, uh, call me on it. But I, I, I feel like I'll be back on the show maybe even before the end of the year, maybe next year, saying, remember uh, on February 19th, I said that I was fucking right. GameStop is going to go down. It's going to go out of business. This year. It's not, it, I don't know. It's not a matter of if, but when. Yeah. It's going. It's going to go. It's going to go the same way as Tower Records and Blockbuster and all of those fucking places that we don't need anymore. GameStop's going to go away. And here's, the, and, here, and here's the second part of the prediction. When that happens, all of the people who, work, who do the hard work uh, on the front lines, selling the games, picking up the phone and having to repeat that soul-crushing mantra, oh, hello, welcome to GameStop, where you can get 20% back by selling these latest video games. They have to say that shit 100 times a day. And it's, and it's miserable work. There's, there's, there's not much dignity in it. The only dignity in a job like that is that which you can find for yourself by taking pride in it, by taking passion in it. But there's no fucking dignity coming from up above. Right, because I don't give a fuck about you. I believe it's the IGN one that has a really telling quote there from a GameStop employee that is just very much like, mainly I want people to know we're we're not all bad. Like we're not bad people. Like we're trying to do cool stuff. No, I don't think cool I don't think they the are at all. They're just people, you know, making a. That, that's why I never give shit to, like, you know, if uh, at games anywhere. If so, I, I never blame the person. The overwhelming majority just of, trying to fucking get through the day like the rest of us. The overwhelming majority of GameStop people I've been nice uh, had uh, fortunate enough uh, to meet via yeah, the stores or the managers expo are always. And fantastic. I tell you, there's, a, there's one. There's the local one we have here is actually the people there are really nice. Yeah. And, and, you know, and again, they're, they're, they're not doing that because they're overflowing with fucking joy for their job, but it's because they're, they're doing their best to, you know, do a good, make the best of a bad job. Um, but here's my prediction. When, when the hammer finally falls on GameStop and GameStop yeah. finally goes away as a business entity, like the those, those people who do the hard work on the front lines will walk away with nothing. They will get fucked. They will get the shaft. They will get maybe like a fucking week's pay and told to fuck off. The people at the top, the CEOs and the people that ran that company into the ground, just like those motherfuckers at Toys R Us did, they, those people will all walk away with fucking million dollar bonuses and fuck all of them. I'm done. It's fair and accurate. We stand with you, cool GameStop people. Sorry that this yeah. is happening to you. Uh, let's check in with your wrong. People watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight. Jordan D popped in and said, breaking news while you guys were filming the show, IGN reports that uh, Sony's pulling out of PAX East. Jordan, get here on fucking time or don't come at all. All right? 
Literally open the fucking show talking about this and you're going to come here and insult me now. I see Nintendo or Ninjo down here saying the same thing too. Come the fuck on, guys. Come on. It's not that hard. Ten issues when we go live. <laughs> Katie says in London time, the direct will be 2 p.m. Uh, nanobiologist says it'll be 11 p.m. Japan. You know, that's, the, that's, uh, that's when Sean Connery shows up at Wimbledon. Tennish. Ah, you like that? that's good. That's like good. That? Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. You like that? Larry Hitter says it's I got you, Kevin. As as I'm telling you, it's an Kach. audience of one on this show. If I can make Kevin laugh, I don't, get, I don't care about anyone else. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you got this. Uh, Malcontent Ronin wrote in with a link to the gamesindustry.biz article where Lars was one of the people of the year 2018. And so there's a big old profile there. And he has uh, his Twitter, while not active on it, has a thing to his little personal website. He's okay, got I really got to find more. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. He's, my guess is he'll probably be in town for GDC. You got to get him. You got to get him on the show. Um, Big Curse says regarding Witcher 3 cross save, it was already announced that it won't be coming to console versions. True, but I also remember when PlayStation wasn't going to do cross save with Fortnite. So it's all about, hey, let's see what actually happens. Let's hold on a second. Uh, and then, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Kind of Funny Games Daily. We're about to do the post show over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can give us your questions, comments, concerns, PSN names, everything else. You can watch it live, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. You can watch it later, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. You can watch it on Rooster Teeth. You can get it on podcast services around the globe. What was with the, why are you shaking your head like that? Shaking my head? Yeah. Just nervous energy. I my second. Yeah. So I had a Red Bull this morning. Yeah. yeah and no, then no. when I got to your kitchen this morning, I don't know who's responsible for keeping the kitchen, the fridge stocked, but they're fucking dropping the ball because that fridge has got nothing in it. It's got a couple of furry It'll be lemons. me and Blessing tomorrow. Fun Blessing fact, and Tim on no Friday. One, no one has so all, Until only, next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. We'll see you in the post no show. No one is responsible, so go to hell. <laughs> <laughs>